Hola, mi gente. This is Jackie Nunez for 77 WABC. I'd like to thank John and Margot Casamitidis and Chad Lopez for the opportunity. Today, I have a lovely guest. She's known as the La Diva de la Salsa, Arlene G. Welcome, Arlene. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jackie. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. It's a pleasure having you. And I love this new look on you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm really glad that we finally connected. Yes. Um, I want to know. Who's Arlene G, la diva de la salsa? Well, first, I want to thank Shelly and Gail for introducing mm-hmm. us. Uh, thank you to them. They've always... Yes, Shelly and Gail. Um, well, Arlene G, let's see. Um, I'm half Puerto Rican Ecuadorian, born in uh, Corona, Queens, New York. My father was a bolero singer in Trio. Oscar Gonzalez, the Trio de Oro, Trio Los Nobles. And he taught me what I know. I started singing at a very young age. I would hear him singing and practicing in his guitar and I would want to just sing and he didn't want me to really do music because he knew that being a female in the music industry especially Latina in the Latin industry was hard yes I'm sure he must have been very protective when it came to that yes Um, I kind of had the same situation but I wasn't a singer like you but um, you know things are different now which is great but we still need to, you know, practice certain things because we don't want to have um, we don't want to have the same mistakes that were repeated in in the past. Yes. What would you say would be ideal for women coming up today? Mm-hmm. Well, I think at this moment, a lot of the values and morales of women have been lost in all music industries, not only Latin, all music industries. I think if we look back in history of how women used to dress and how they used to ha- you know, be, they were very classy and elegant. And I think we've lost that. I think we have lost that. I don't think a woman needs to show her entire body to get on stage and perform. I think your talent speaks for itself and being a woman you know, class matters. Absolutely. You don't need to go on stage and, you know, do the things you do. I think that at this moment, um, we need to look at ourselves as women and value ourselves, value our bodies, value our minds, our souls, and look deeper in and actually figure out what you want to do without having to get a thousand likes on Instagram and Facebook because you're twerking or in a thong. I think you should val- women should value themselves a lot more than they are um, now nowadays. So you want to create a more respectable image. Yes. You want to create um, class, but also be a diva. Elegancia is... Elegance, right. Yes, it's algo to me. I think that with women, so women are, are very, I mean, they can do the same thing or even better than men um, <laughs> in any job, in any career. And women are smart and they bear children and they work and they do a thousand things at once. So value that, ladies. You should value that, that you can do a lot for yourselves and for your families. So, yes, I think 
being elegant, being classy, or just respecting yourself in general is yes. what my movement is for women now, to realize they say, that. oh, but sex sells. Right. So how do you portray sexy but not trashy? There is a difference between sex sells and classy, sexy. There's a big difference in the sense of you can be sexy and classy. That's elegance, elegancia. There's a difference between yes. being trashy and that's not even sexy. That's just plain trashy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so truth. when did this all start for you? I mean, I know as a little girl, you wanted to, you wanted to sing. Yes. Um, I knew it was something I wanted to do. Um, I started writing at a very young age. I would lock myself in my room and, and practice and practice and practice and practice. I wouldn't go out. I would just practice. And that was what I wanted to do was sing. Um, then, you know, I went to school. I went to high school. Um, started pursuing my music career. My dad didn't want me to do it. But I moved to Florida. And I started my career pursuing it a lot more there. How did you convince your dad otherwise? Once I left and I left the house and I went to Florida, I really didn't know too many people in Florida. I just kind of took the leap of faith of I'm going to figure this out on my own. And I left with like 300 bucks in my pocket and just figured it out. Right. Um, I found a job at a gym. I started working, meeting people, started recording and got one of my first songs that I wrote called Vete. And I came back to New York and recorded it in New York with Guido Diaz and Skylight in uh, New Jersey. And then I showed it to my dad, the salsa song. I had recorded several other things in English and Spanglish, I would say, in Florida too. But salsa was something that was very kind of spiritual to me. Okay, so we're going to show just a little clip of the Vete. Yes. So one of the songs you actually wrote. Yes. Uh, so here it is, Vete. So now, what does vete mean to you? Um, I just had kind of gotten out of a relationship and it was uh, a rough situation. So I wrote, it was more of a, a song I wrote because of the situation. Yeah. And it just came to me. I was sleeping. It was like two o'clock in the morning and I kept hearing the chorus in my head. Mm -hmm. And then I started recording on my phone and then I wrote the whole lyrics and did the whole production. And when you write something, it's so creative to yes. see it from the beginning to when you finish the production. It's interesting. Yes, it is. I know worked in two major recording studios, so I used to see this over and over again. But it's interesting how... The song starts, get the chorus, the bridge, yes. and it's just interesting to see how it goes from one extreme to the other to the end. Yes. And of course, the mixing is the, mixing the hardest. Mastering. Yep, it's it's the final product, as Correct. they say. So, what were you thinking when you wrote this song called "Boy Toy"? Oh boy. I guess um, I wrote Vete and then I wrote Boy Toy since, you know, <laughs> I wanted a boy toy. No, um, it was it's a fun song. It was it's played a lot in Miami. It's a very Miami sound song. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's it's fun. You know, it speaks about women and being independent and uh, having time for a relationship. So they just want a boy toy. <laughs> Are yeah. you guilty of that? Um, maybe. <laughs> Um, 
It's funny how, you know, you, you, you do write about the times. Now, you once mentioned that the songs of your father, which were more like boleros, right? Um, you're looking to take those songs and contemporize it. How do you plan to do that? Well, um, definitely he had an amazing writing skill and amazing, he was an amazing vocalist and guitarist. And I think I want to bring that to life uh, for those who don't know who he is and kind of bring, you know, keep him afloat with everything. Um, I want to make it more danceable, start it off as bolero and then go into a hard salsa. And I'm working with... It's like a crescendo, basically. I'm working on those productions as well with Eddie Palmieri. Right. Well, since you mentioned uh, Eddie... Uh, let's talk about the 10-time winning Grammy, Eddie Palmieri. <laughs> yes. How did you get in with him? Um, a friend of mine, I want to thank uh, DJ Brian Martinez for introducing us at the Dia Nacional de la Salsa in Puerto Rico. That March, right before they closed everything for COVID. We were in the Dia Nacional de la Salsa. He was performing, and I went over there, and I met him at San Juan of the Lobby. Um, I gave him my CD. And um, I sang in his ear. Um, la tiré. I sang Inolvidable in his ear. And he said, wow, tu canta, tu nena, tu canta. And that's what he said. And um, COVID hit. Uh, I stayed in contact with his son, Eddie II, which is his manager. Amazing, amazing guy. And uh, we kept talking and talking and talking. And I said, I would love to do something with your dad. I used to listen to Eddie when I was a little girl. And wow. I used to love this one particular song that he did. Um, with La India, Mi Primera Rumba. And I listened to it, and I, and I love the way he, his excitement in the music starts where it's so exciting, and all of his songs, Vámonos Pal Monte, uh, makes you want to dance. You can't yes. stay still. You, it's you got move. a lot of swing. You know, right. It's a very so, swing. Well, which is the idea. Right. right. Um, and one time, I was supposed to open up for him at Lehman College, I believe it was. Yeah. And it didn't occur uh, due to a promoter. And um, it, it bothered me, right? And I said, wow, I wish one day I can open up Freddie. Well, and I'm not only opening up Freddie, I'm one of his uh, artists, and I'm singing with Eddie Palmieri on December 18th um, at the Tito Puente Amphitheater in Puerto Rico, celebrating his 85th birthday. Wow. And debuting my song called Para Que Sepan Quien Soy Yo, arranged and composed by El Maestro Icon Legend Eddie Palmieri. Talk about that song you're doing with him. What does it mean? And, you know, give the non-speaking, non-Hispanic speaking or non-Spanish speaking, rather, what that song means. Para que sepan quien soy yo is a song that describes who I am. And not only that, but where does salsa come from? So it's a historic song where it, it's a story. It's like a documentary story where it's telling you where salsa came, what roots it came from. It came from Africa. It came to, it came to the went to the Caribbean. You go to New York, and every part of the the salsa, you know, genre started changing. And it talks about you know how this song came about. The timbales, trombone. I mean, everything. All of the the Afro-Cuban. Yes, and all the influences in it, which is absolutely amazing. What he what he did with this with this arrangement and he was so passionate about it and it's it's an amazing arrangement and it talks a lot in la diana i don't know if you know what that is it's the area where um it comes from spain and in that particular part i'm speaking about women empowerment that we go through a lot in life and 
you know, we need to keep fighting and never, ever to give up. Just keep doing what you're doing in the right way. Now, there's another song that's on this CD, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'll just hold it up. Tendrán que respetar. Tendrán que respetar, meaning they have to respect you, yes. right? Now, um, that's another one you wrote. That song, I did all of the soneos, but the composer of the song is Hector Luis Pagan. This was during the pandemic, and I was telling him, um, and also um, a friend of mine who introduced me to him, also DJ Brian, that, you know, a lot of people don't respect women or even women or men in the industry, in any industry in music, and that people need to start respecting us as artists. We go through a lot when it comes to producing and writing and production and studio time. It's not like it was before where record labels would pay for everything. We have to invest in ourselves. Absolutely. That's why I have my own record label, Platinum G Records. But that's what I was speaking to him about. And then he came up with this song, Tendrán Que Respetar. And it's an amazing song. You guys have to check it out. So let's check out Tendrán Que Respetar. Now, um, talk about your record label. The Platinum G, what what made you come up with that name and what made you even decide to have your own record label, which is quite, you know, congratulations. Thank you. 2011 in Florida, I went to a um, kind of like a, a casting for vocalists and <clears throat> they told me at that time, 2011, that I was, it was an English casting. I was already of two I was older than what they're expecting for a casting. And I said, okay. And it just seemed to me that unless you are half naked, unless you are 15 or unless whatever it is, they're not looking for you. So I said, okay, I'm going to open my own door and I'm going to open up my own record label and I'm going to do it myself. And that's what I did. That's very good. You were persistent. Yes. And this is a good example to, for other women to do the same. Yes, definitely. I think. I mean, do you advise people to do that? Would you? Is that your advice? My advice is that women or men, whomever it is, they can do whatever they choose to do as long as you really want to do it and you keep thinking, this is what I want to do. You will manifest what you want to do and what you want to become in life. So if somebody tells you no, you tell yourself yes and you open your own door to success. Absolutely. What would be the song that most describes Arlene G? The song that most describes Arlene G, I would say it has to be this particular song I just did with um, Eddie Palmieri because it describes not only the lyrics, but more in the spiritual, emotional and learning process. I have never learned so much from anyone else than I have learned from El Maestro Eddie Palmieri when it comes to the root of what salsa is. And I've learned so much from him and his, you know, uh, orchestra and his friend, a musicologist, Rene Lopez, who taught me a lot about the music. And um, also the musicians, Jimmy Bosch, um, amazing guy. Great trombonist. Yes, there. he's amazing. And everybody who was involved in this, I've learned so much. So I feel like this song 
means more to me than anything else because I grew as an artist, as a person, and uh, in general, I just grew. So why salsa? I it was kind of I don't know it just kind of fell on my lap. I love R and B and I love boleros, which we're going to be working on a few productions. After so you're going to make a nice R and B salsa, right? I already know it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you're good, Jackie. <laughs> yes. So well. That is your type of voice. You kind of have an R&B feel anyway, so you might as well just bring it out to the forefront and yes. incorporate it to the sound because, as you know, salsa is making, like, uh, it's just changing its style and, and progressing. Yeah. So how do you want to change or enhance salsa? First, I want to bring it back to the root, which is what we're doing. I want mucha descarga, which means a lot of trombones, a lot of solos, a lot of piano solos, a lot of trumpet solos. I want people that don't even know what this music is to get up and start dancing for no reason. And that's what I want. I don't, I love, I respect every musician. I respect every salsa. Salsa romántica is very nice. Tenía su época. But I think salsa dura needs to come back hard. Absolutely. Although... Um, a dear friend of mine, Louis Ramirez, as I mentioned to you earlier, he made salsa romantica more like salsa dura, mm -hmm. as your yeah, hard salsa for those who don't yeah. know. Um, he gave it such a swing that people actually forgot that it was supposed to be romantic. Right. But of course, you know, It's it's very important in our music that lyrically it makes sense as Correct. well. Correct. Because people love, you know, good lyrics. They like a story. Yes. You know, and, and our music basically tells a story. Yes. I think we've lost that, though. Yes. <laughs> We have lost a lot of that. I hear a lot of music out there that's not salsa, other genres that I don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> True. But people love the beat. People love the, they, they're dancing to this music, you know? Yes, yes. Um, I think what it is is that uh, it is our responsibility to show others, to teach others yes. this music. Yes. Because yeah. it not, it dies like anything else. And our music is very big, of course, in Europe. In South America, because these are places that it's part of their curriculum, it's part of their education. Mm -hmm. And that's why they know the history of it. And that's something we need to bring back here. That's why with the song, um, Para Que Sepan Quien Soy Yo, that Eddie arranged and composed, has the history of where the roots came from in regards to salsa. So it's, it's why interesting. Did, why do you suppose Eddie chose you? Um, at first I thank God and, um, I guess he saw something, you know, and we, like I said, it's just, he heard me sing and he heard once all that happened, I then did Tendran Que Respetar with Oscar Hernandez, the Spanish Harlem Orchestra, amazing yes. guy as well. Yes. And he heard the song. Oh, he heard the song. And he heard the song. And he said, you know, he played something. with Ruben Blades for yeah. many years. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And um, I've worked with some great people. I've worked with Nino Segarra, another amazing maestro in Puerto yes. Rico, romántica, una canción romántica called Retame. So, yeah, I mean... What um, does Retame mean? Retame means, like, 
don't get mad at me for loving you. That's the right. story of the song, mm-hmm. you know, Retame, you know. So it's it's a it, it was it was composed by um, a gentleman of Venezuela, great composer. And uh, same thing with Nino. I met him in a promotional tour in Puerto Rico. I sang to him a cappella, and he said, I want to record with you. And it happened. That's awesome. Now, you also have a product line. Yes. Now, I see these lipsticks. Yes. These lipsticks. uh, Metallic liquid lipstick. So tell me about these. uh, Well, during the pandemic, since a lot of us, the you know, artists, musicians weren't able to perform. I decided to come out with my own lipstick line, a matte line that, you know, would would uh, be promoted and distributed. And also it's matte, so it doesn't come off when you wear a mask. That's pretty cool. So I came up with six different colors and um, it did pretty well. And, and they're um, natural? Yeah, they're mm. natural. And organic, vitamin C, our arrogant oil and uh, vitamin E. It's awesome. Do you have any other um, forthcoming, yes. any other product that you're going to... Stay tuned. It's coming out uh, very soon for Valentine's. Now, there's a whole history about the word salsa. Mm-hmm. I remember as Tito Puente would say, it's not salsa, that's sauce. <laughs> and of course, he called it mambo. And, of course, there's no son montuno, guaguanco. What is it to you? To me, it's a combination of all that. It depends on, on the, the clave. It depends on, the, on, the, on the, when, you know, like the song that I did with uh, Palmieri, I think it's like a guaguanco, salsa. It's, it's son montuno. Of course, yeah. So it, it has a, a little of everything, you know. Salsa is just a generic name given to the genre of that music. Que tiene timbal, bongo, eh, all that, you know. Que trae the drums and the percussion. So it's right. it's interesting. It's a very interesting, you know, topic. Now, you mentioned before you obviously like R&B. Are you planning to do any other genres other than R&B? Is there anything else you would like to do other than salsa? I'm very open-minded to different genres. Um, Definitely, I mean, you know, music is universal. I love music. I love jazz. I love opera. I love all types classical. I love con- country music. I love yes, all types. I love of country music, music too. So, right? you know, I they mean, say country is the new rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whatever makes sense at that time, then it makes sense. Now, if you were approached by a whole different genre, if you will, um, would you consider it and be open to it yeah. and, and record it? Yes, I would definitely be open to different things. I'm not saying it's salsa and that's it. But, um, you know, I, I sing, I can sing in English, I can sing in Spanish. I mean, there was one time, this is funny, I, um, they booked me to do an Indian New Year's and I had to learn an Indian song, Leila Malika. And I learned it and I performed it. So, you know. Wow, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll you'll learn Chinese if, if you have uh, to. Hey, listen, whatever it takes. <laughs> now, what would you say uh, to a young woman trying to come up in the ranks and hopefully not being steered the wrong way? What advice would you give her to stay away from 
you know, going the wrong route with this. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. Uh, think outside the box. I believe in yourself. Have faith in yourself. And don't believe in too many people in the industry. Um, get a business plan. Learn the business. Learn the marketing. And learn that. Uh, you know, try to perfect your talent as much as you can. And I would say just follow what you want to do. And like any business, study any successful business person and you can do the same. So do it wisely. Don't get involved in the partying because it does drag you in and the alcohol, the drugs get away from that. Do it like a, a professional business person. Any young woman who wants to get in this industry, try not to follow what everybody else is doing. If you see an artist that you love and she's doing this and twerking and Try to change it because people like change, believe it or not. They yes. get tired of the same thing. Over and over, of yeah. course. In other um, words, be a trendsetter exactly. and not a follower. Correct. Create a trend. Yes. Because it's in being creative. Yes, it is. Is what's going to show who you are. That's right? exactly right. Yes. So what would you say? I mean, women, as we spoke before, Women seem to have it harder in the industry because they have to, like you say, show more skin, be, I guess, rambunctious or, you know, you seem to rebel from the typical. I don't think they need to show skin. I think they choose to. If somebody tells me, Arlene, you have to get on stage with a thong, I say, no, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to do what they tell me to do. I'm going to do what I think is right or what makes sense to me. I'm not going to belittle myself for anyone. That's correct. And that's a great philosophy to follow because, you know, so many people fall in or even fall in with the drugs, the alcohol. Uh, have you ever felt that this is not for me? course you go through your ups and downs i think life in general is a roller coaster ride so i have been in situations where i i've been i've seen a lot <laughs> especially in you know being on my own trying to make this happen in the industry i've seen a lot and you can get steered into that if you don't look at yourself in the mirror and say okay i'm gonna do this because the industry and the music industry will suck you in but you have to have your morals on point and you need to know exactly what you're going to do. If you're not ready and you know that you're going to fall, don't even try it because it is it could be evil out there with that industry. Yes, there are pretty ugly things that, mm -hmm. that follow this. But um, as long as you have faith in yourself, as mm -hmm. you said, have faith in God. Oh, yes, I believe that's that. number one. Have faith in any higher power that you believe in, but have faith in something. Because that will never gear you wrong. Exactly. Yes. But I just want to know what what does Arlene G want from the industry itself? What do you expect? Um, from the industry, I mean, it's hard to say because you can't really change the entire industry yourself. But what I want from me in this industry is to to let women know that you can be classy and elegant and be yourself like without having to change who you really are 
and, you know, start a trend without having to show and act a certain way. Because a lot of these people are acting. They're not really, this is not who they are. They, you know, I I know a lot of performers or singers or musicians that act like they were raised in, 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 you know, bad neighborhoods. Meanwhile, they come from great neighborhoods. Show who you really are, you know, and let people like you for you. And not because you're showing skin, because you actually have talent. Yes, definitely. Um, now you're you're basically on all the social mediums. Tell us where you can be found. Okay. You can find me on Instagram, Arlene G Music. Uh, my websites are platinumgrecordsinc.com, arlenegladiva.com, Facebook, Arlene G Music, and Twitter, TikTok, all those other websites, <laughs> Arlene G Music. Thank you. And I want to thank you for being on the show. This was a great interview. We got to do this again. And we got to bring, of course. Yes. The. El Maestro Eddie Palmieri will be here as well. Once we come back from La Gira in Puerto Rico, um, he'll be here enjoying uh, enjoying the time here with you. Well, I I hope you enjoy your your trip to Puerto Rico. And how old is Eddie going to be? 85. But he says he's going to be 35. Because right. you count backwards when you reach yes, 50. Yeah. <laughs> you reverse the numbers. Yes. So once again, I want to thank you. Yeah, thank you. And this has been, this has been great. I, I enjoyed you. myself. Thank you so much. It's a You're pleasure. Mucha bendiciones. Thank, thank you. So this is Jackie Nunez for 77 WABC Entertainment Latino. Mm-hmm.